1: Welcome to this episode of Talking Points. I'm your host, Brian Kelly, the Points Guy. And today, we've got a really special episode. So not only do we have the head of one of the largest loyalty programs out there, but we also are going to be exclusively announcing the creation of a new type of points. And if you're a United top tier frequent flyer, you're going to want to listen in because this is some pretty exciting stuff. Luke Bondar, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Brian. Great to be here. You know, Normally, I try to like warm up, but let's just get straight to the points because I'm sure people listening right now are like, wait, a new type of points from United. So let's just get into it. What does United have to announce today? So I'm, I'm really
2: excited. When I joined the team, one of the very early conversations I had with one of our most valuable customers was around upgrades and ways that we could think about improving or enhancing upgrades. We spent a lot of time together as a team looking at our current upgrade system and how that works and where there are opportunities to improve it. So today I'm really excited to announce a whole new way of upgrading when you fly United as a premier customer for our premium levels for Platinum and 1K. So we're introducing Plus Points. Plus Points are a new way of managing upgrade benefits that gives customers more control, gives them more flexibility, allows them to customise their upgrades, gives them different ways that they can upgrade from different cabins at different price points, and in essence is giving our customers just more flexibility and an increased opportunity to use their upgrades when they fly United.
1: Cool. And let's just go over for people listening. So as of today, you, if you're a platinum flyer, you get regional upgrades. Correct. You get two regional upgrades. Which is just for in the U.S. That's
2: right. Just use inside one region, not just U.S., but inside one region okay. as we define it. When a customer earns 1K, they earn six GPUs and they get an additional two regional upgrades upgrades, so two RPUs, six GPUs. So someone that's earned through Platinum to 1K effectively has four regional upgrades and six global upgrades today. With plus points and the way the pricing conversion works, with 20 plus points for a regional upgrade and 40 plus points for a global upgrade, they're effectively now getting the equivalent of eight global upgrades. And the exciting thing is that our Platinum customers, who previously only got two regional upgrades, can now combine those. They now have effectively 40 plus points which is the same as a global upgrade on the old system. So Platinum should be really excited because they now have the opportunity to upgrade on long haul into Polaris, whereas they didn't previously. So what plus points entails is a conversion from our old global upgrades and regional upgrades to a new universal and neutral currency. And we talk about it as this universal currency because regional upgrades previously had this restriction. Mm-hmm. You had to use them inside one region. Now you can combine effectively two regionals to create one global. one global.
1: Which is awesome. So for platinum members listening, instead of being restricted to regional, you could combine them and get the global, you yep. know, the, what would be a global. Yep. And you know at the conversion rates... I know everyone listening is going to be like, well, where's the hammer dropping? Are you taking the value of these points away? Are you essentially watering them down?
2: No, we're not at all. One of the really important things for us was to make sure that for all of our premium customers, this was great news. We wanted to ensure that we were adding more value, not taking something away. So, regional upgrades convert to 20 plus points, global upgrades convert to 40 plus points. And if you want to upgrade from domestic economy to domestic first, it's 20 plus points. So it's the same price as a regional upgrade. If you want to upgrade on a long-haul flat from a premium economy fare or from a W mm-hmm. fare or higher in economy to Polaris, that is 40 plus points. But what we've introduced as well is a whole series of additional price points that give customers more opportunities to use their plus points. If they want to say go from discount economy all the way up to Polaris, Mm -hmm. that's possible. If they want to go from economy up to United Premium Plus, that's possible. And in that example, it will actually cost less than 40 plus points to Mm -hmm. move from economy to Premium Plus, whereas previously a customer would have used a whole GPU to do that.
1: So let's go back to the You just mentioned that Premium Plus to... Polaris would be 40, which is the price of a GPU today. Mm -hmm. But doesn't a GPU take you from economy to Polaris?
2: Correct. So today, a premium plus to Polaris under new plus points Uh will cost 30 points. So it's actually less than a GPU today. And so that's the important thing is 40 plus points, the same as a GPU, will do everything that a GPU does today. Plus, we now have this improved pricing structure that gives customers the ability to move just up a single cabin for a a smaller number of plus points than what the old GPU
1: would have been. Got it. And in terms of earning plus points for every 25,000 additional EQMs a 1K gets, will they get more plus points? We
2: will continue to have our incremental program. And that's really exciting. It's interesting. I was chatting with a customer the other day and they said, you know, what's my incentive to keep flying United after I achieve 1K status? And I said, you know, it's incremental upgrades, absolutely. And I think you know, the opportunity here for, to continue earning plus points as they fly us is great because of the enhanced flexibility that these now have. You know, one of the goals for us was to improve clearance rates. Upgrades are one of the top benefits that our premier customers value. It gives them an opportunity to fly in the premium cabin when they're flying long haul, when they're flying domestic. And as a result, we wanted to make it easier to earn them and easier to use them. And we believe that Plus Points is going to be industry-leading in that respect.
1: And so in terms of fair class restrictions, it, you know, there's no full economy. You know, you're not changing the fair classes in which people can... No,
2: we're not. We're them. not. I mean, one of the interesting things, and this was one of the pain points that some of our premier customers had expressed previously, was that we required that they purchase a w fare in order to put down a GPU to apply to wait list for a Polaris seat. And with plus points, that still is an option, and that will cost 40 plus points. But if customers choose to, they could purchase a lower-priced fair bucket in economy, and they could put down plus points to go all the way to Polaris. It'll cost more plus points to do that, Mm -hmm. but effectively it's unlocking the right. upgrade currency that we're giving out to our customers. Because that is a
1: pain point. If you pay a ton extra for the same seat, and if the upgrade doesn't pass, then you've essentially just parted with money unnecessarily. Well, sort of. yeah. <laughs> it,
2: well, and you would get it back. You, you get a yeah. refund. No, but, but you, oh, you, oh, you paid get a refund the, in you the paid, fare? But no, you paid yeah, yeah. for the W. Yeah, You're yeah. right. Exactly so. right. And so with plus points today, uh, you will find two things. One, you obviously can pay for the W, and it'll cost you 40 plus points. Mm-hmm. You can buy a cheaper economy fare and you would pay 80-plus points to do that, so the equivalent of using two GPUs. But what's really important as well, and I think this is a really key difference for this new upgrade currency, is unlike the old GPUs and RPUs where we would take them out at the time that a Mm -hmm. customer put them down, we now only take them out when they clear. What that means for customers is that they are able to put down their upgrades on multiple itineraries that Mm. they have out in front of them so it used to be that if i was if i had three or four flights booked but i only had two gpus left i had to guess which Which one one of those i was most likely to clear on with plus points i can now put those down onto all four of those upcoming flights and they will only be deducted from my account at the time they clear
1: and if for some reason you decided later on you didn't actually you can get them back
2: once the upgrade has cleared yeah. you, can't you can't cancel it you can't cancel it
1: and in terms of the expiration it they'll still expire as a gpu yep so yep
2: so they'll they'll expire in line with the earned program year so you know if you will get them when you qualify for status
1: for the following year and then they'll expire at the end of that year of status that you earned i mean i, I do think you know i'm trying to find the the, the hammer dropping here and i really don't see it because I know every January people are always like giving up their regionals away. I know yeah. t- lots of TPG members have benefited from Zach Koenig's uh, niceness uh, of course, not selling or bartering them, giving them away, but I think this will now allow elites to to use them in more ways, so in terms of usability. I'm excited that this will be, so not only on the site, but on app as well.
2: Yeah, that's right. So I think, again, this is an area that we think we're going to lead the industry. And we're really excited about this and what it means for our customers. We have now the ability to not only apply your upgrade and manage your upgrade through our contact center, which is what all the major carriers offer. We also now have the opportunity to apply an upgrade and then to manage that through our .com site through mobile web, and then also coming very soon through our native app. Mm. And so that ability to self-service upgrades, I think we have the, I believe we've got the best app in the industry today, Mm -hmm. and this is just another way that we're really enhancing that and looking to lead to give our customers the ability to manage their own travel experience. If they need assistance, they can always call up our contact center, but our goal is to make our app and our website so easy to use and so contextual and valuable Mm -hmm. for our customers that they can manage all of their upgrade needs online and on their mobile device and themselves. And
1: when, when do plus points happen? What's the, the great question? Day?
2: So we are converting plus points on the 4th of December. Okay. So that will be the date at which everyone's existing balance of RPUs and GPUs will convert to plus points. And so plus point pricing will go into effect from that date. And obviously, as we move into the new program year next year, then everyone that qualifies for Platinum or 1K will get a new allotment of plus points. But effectively, plus points are live and in effect from the 4th of December this year.
1: And one of the interesting things that I saw was that you'll be able to use double, or there'll be offers, it doesn't exactly say how many, for certain members to jump the line.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. We've talked with a lot of our 1K and Platinum and GS members I've actually started a breakfast series this year in which we go around to our different hubs and sit down and meet with some of our most valuable customers. And one of the pain points that they continue to raise is the ability to use their upgrade certificates, to use these regional and global upgrades. And the fact that some of them at the end of each year end up with them left over. One of the ideas that had come up through these conversations, fortunately, was something we were already working on. And that is the concept of using more of your currency to give you greater certainty with regard to your upgrade. So from time to time, more of a promotional basis and not for all customers, obviously. You need to have a, a large enough balance to do this. Customers will have the ability to confirm at time of booking, even when our upgrade classes are closed, hmm. to move from their economy ticket all the way up to the Polaris cabin using what we call skip wait list. And is that a, just
1: 1K in GS?
2: You would need to be 1K because the yeah, pricing the pricing, this, uh, the pricing to this, the pricing for skip points, yeah. Exactly right, yep.
1: Interesting, and is that I know that's international. Will that also be on those hard to get upgrades like Newark, San Francisco as well?
2: No, I think the focus is very much on international, international. long haul for this, and we really want to unlock. I think the the ability to book further out. So there there'll be a couple of conditions with skip waitlist. Again, won't always be available. So you know it'll be a great reason for our customers to engage with our mailing promotions and email promotions mm-hmm. and the like to be aware of when this is on offer. It will need to be 30 days out. And so we're thinking about this more through the lens of leisure travel. So when I want to book six months out, I want to go on that leisure trip that mm-hmm. I've been sort of promising my partner. I'm able to book it and confirm at time of booking that upgrade. Whereas today, you know, a lot of the time, there's still a wait list required. And mm-hmm. so this is something that our top customers have told us will be incredibly valuable for them. And they're really excited about it. A couple of other things that I'd probably worth highlighting. Unlike other upgrades, where they are transferable, mm-hmm. so I, for example, can use my yep. uh, plus points to
1: upgrade a member of my family. Yep.
2: Uh, in the case of skip waitlist, the customer will need to be on the on PNR. Okay.
1: exactly. But in terms of plus points for other people, there's no change in. No, that's you know, right. Same policy exists. Well, I have to say I've been flying United a lot. I just took the seven eight seven ten to Israel, and the Polaris lounge and experience was. Incredible. So I know United's been doing a lot of work on the Polaris product. I'm actually, you've even now started to take my Transcon. I'm flying to San Francisco a bunch over the next six months, and uh, I love the timing of those 787s on a domestic route. So kudos to you guys on on the product. Thank you. Uh, So you've been at Mileage Plus just under two years now. That's right, yep. November 1 will be two years. Early, happy anniversary. So what is it like? I know you've embarked on listening to a lot of customers. Yep. What has the experience been so far for you? It's been incredible. So I've worked in the loyalty industry
2: for 25 years. I've worked with airlines, banks, retailers, payment networks, hotels, car rental companies. And the travel industry has always been sort of where my heart is. And to be inside A, one of the world's largest loyalty programs, and then B, inside United, which is an incredible airline on an amazing trajectory. It's an incredibly exciting place to be right now. It's incredible. The opportunity that we have to really change the experience for our customers is a top priority for me, for our business as a whole. So when we are looking at Mileage Plus as a team, over the last year, I mean, you've seen a number of changes that we've announced Mm -hmm. in the last six months. We have been very strongly focused on what can we do to make Mileage Plus the world's best loyalty program. So what are the ways that we can ensure that we're continuing to give great value to our premier customers, which is Plus Points is another great example of that. And then equally, what are the things that we can do for all of our members to make sure that being a member of Mileage Plus is delivering real value to our customers every time they fly, not just through the miles that they're earning, but also through the experience that we're able to deliver to them as a Mileage Plus member.
1: All right, we're going to take a quick break right now. I'll see you in a minute.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello, Fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started
1: so one of the upcoming changes you have november 15th you're going to be getting rid of traditional award charts for united operated flights you know a lot of people think of that as stressful there's a lot of anxiety what's to come you know certainly delta has led the way with this sort of dynamic pricing where you know you don't really know how much a flight's going to be until you log on to to price it what would you say to someone who's stressed out about november 15th i'd say go out and look at our
2: pricing today post november 15th cuz our dynamic pricing is there it's mm-hmm. already live you know we announced it in uh, in april of this year that we we're going fully dynamic we've actually had dynamic pricing in market now since early 2018 And as we have rolled that out, we've been very thoughtful about the approach. The goal with the removal of the award chart is not to, as is often sort of the cry, devalue the program, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's to do a better job of matching demand and supply. You know, We have increasing demand for certain flights at certain times, and our ability to match that demand by pricing a little differently has been really helpful. Because what it's done is it's sort of reinforced message to all of our customers or the opportunity for all of our customers that there are great award prices to be had out there if customers can be a little flexible we run a business as well so we've got to make sure that when there's a high level of demand for revenue tickets mm-hmm. that we can sell those at a market price because that allows us to be a great business and make great returns and continue to reinvest in our product and reinvest in the program but what we've seen most importantly through the move to dynamic pricing is that our prices overall have come down. So the yeah, av- Are you
1: serious? I'm serious. <laughs> the
2: the average price paid per award ticket uh-huh. has come down. And that's a function of a couple of things. You know, we have saver pricing and everyday pricing under the old. Yeah. You know, if you go back in time, we had two price points. Yep. Then we introduced dynamic pricing where we had price points between saver and mm-hmm. everyday. So it used to be that, you know, once we sort of had exhausted the supply of of saver tickets, everything jacked all the way up to the everyday price. Yeah. And so when we introduced dynamic pricing between this floor and this ceiling, we started introducing new increments. And so that gave customers more opportunity to buy those award seats at a lower price than they would have otherwise paid for an everyday fare. And so that's what, you know, in terms of changing what that average price looks like, it's really a function of that. It's a function of no longer moving from a saver price all the way up to an everyday price, but pricing along that demand curve in line with the availability that we have on the flight we're also i think very thoughtful about understanding the value that our customers place on being able to use their miles mm-hmm. you know it's obviously critical this is why they're saving them they want to travel they want to sort of live the aspirations and the dreams that they have in terms of their award travel and when we introduced dynamic pricing last year and then in april when we made the call to remove the award chart we were very thoughtful about ensuring that the price points that we moved to all the way up through sort of the, even our peak pricing are in line with the ability to redeem those miles, to access those flights. And so last year in 2018, uh, we had a record number of customers join Mileage Plus, which is great, but we also had a record number of customers redeem. Mm-hmm. We had a record number of miles used, and we had a lower average price paid per award. And that trend is continuing this year. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually genuinely excited about what this means. Now, I will say that for a very small segment of customers, and I think some of them are your listeners, candidly, there is a group out there that will look at the old everyday price on a chart, look at the peak fare, and that will be sort of their conversion of the possible value they'd get. But the beauty of this is it's really unlocking value for all of our customers and making the miles
1: much more useful. Yeah. Yeah. For those people who are, only want saver awards, have you thought about developing a tool that says, I want to go to Europe and these are the routes I can fly on saver, like making it easier to sniff them out?
2: Yeah, I think there is always an opportunity to improve search capability. And I think search in the uh, travel industry is still sort of operating on an old model. Yep. And the ability to search for specific destinations or even to say, look, I have this many miles and here's where I'd love to go and I want to go to a a warm destination. What's out there that I could possibly Mm. look at. These are all opportunities that we have in the future and we'll continue to enhance the customer
1: experience for our members. Now, one of the ways that you know I quell people's nerves when they're like, the points are raising across the board. All the airlines are charging us more. But on the flip side, on the earn side, it is easier than it's ever been to earn points, whether it's huge sign-up bonuses or you know increasing categories on all the major credit cards on how much you earn points. Interestingly, United, your credit card, Andrew Nosella said last year that you the credit card portfolio. Has been underperforming in relation to your peers. Delta and Amex have mm-hmm. more cards. Looking at the United Card portfolio, the one of the biggest blind spots for big spenders is earning EQMs, which you know the Presidential Plus card, the Continental card did have, and people are still grandfathered in. Yeah, sure. If you want more juice from your card portfolio and you want to engage the people spending the most, wouldn't it make sense to add an EQM earning on the uh, Club Card or even a new? Super premium card? Yeah, look, I think that's a fair observation, Brian. Uh, we have a great partner in Chase, and we're always looking at the
2: product set that we have at our portfolio and how well it fits the market and market need. Um, as I look at it, so as you say, you know, I've been there coming up two years now. This has been a real area of focus for us, looking at our suite of cards and how they match the market, looking at the value that we have on those cards and how that creates competitive advantage for us and i think it's fair to say that we believe there are a number of opportunities both on our existing cards and for new cards to continue to expand what we have obviously can't talk about the yeah, details yeah. on that today but i'd say continue to watch yeah. what we do around our card business it's going to be an area of continued growth for yeah. us we're excited about what that offers but we will continue to look at ways we can make it well, better.
1: Well, while I have you as a captive audience, I know people would want me to also push you to, to have a, uh, a waiver like Delta does even at crazy, what, $250,000 in spend for 1K. I know that's something uh, some people would want, so I know you probably can't comment on that. But, you yeah. know, EQM earning and an EQD waiver could be good areas to excite. Yep. I will make sure that we take <laughs> that, take you that back. Absolutely. You know, the dynamic pricing has been on United operated flights. Is that something you plan to roll out to your star and other airline partners when it comes to re- rewards?
2: Yeah, look, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, our, our award policy is, we don't have any changes in plan for our award policy. We are always looking at ways that we can continue to improve the way that our customers can use their miles. And so Working together with our partners, I know when we announced the, the removal of the award chart, that was an area that pretty much everyone we spoke to had questions about. but you know, as it stands, you know, we don 't have anything imminent or planned mm-hmm.
1: in terms of changes for that, but and our award policy remains as is yeah i mean when you think about the need for dynamic pricing it's there 's billions of more miles pumped in every month to the system across all airlines you know from the co brands and frankly airlines are not increasing capacity that much so in addition to giving more ways for people to redeem instead of, you know, the feast or famine, savor, peak pricing, um, are you investing heavily in non-travel redemptions? I know you yeah. do have an experience platform. Is that a big focus yeah, going forward? Yeah, it, it is. Um, you know, and if you think about my background, you know, I've sort of worked across a
2: range of industries where we're trying to bring more utility to the currency that, that our customers have. I would say for starters that air travel continues to be the number one redemption mm-hmm. for all of our customers. And so finding ways to improve the utility of that currency, you know, get more customers flying on award travel more often is a priority for us. But equally giving our customers, you know, I'd say as a first step, the ability to use their miles in more places when they fly Mm -hmm. with United. So today, for example, you can use miles to redeem for Wi-Fi subscriptions or for uh, TSA pre-check. And so, you know, they're, they're great opportunities for our members today, but we, there's more we can do. So I would love, for example, the ability to be able to pay for a drink in flight, you know, with miles by just tapping my phone to, to you know, to a flight attendant on the plane to their mobile mm-hmm. device. And so we are looking at ways that we can continue to expand how miles are used inside the United ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So we call that mile utility so that will be a continued push for us but then importantly as well if i look today at the program we are the i think the number one program in terms of all the places and ways that customers can earn miles Mm -hmm. and also in all the different ways that they can redeem miles so i think we offer more ways that customers can redeem their miles today than any other program and that's important because as you say, you know, not all customers are gonna look to travel. Some are gonna look to use their miles in different ways. One of the options that we provide our members is the mileage plus X app, mm-hmm. which gives our members tremendous ability to both sort of accelerate their earning but also to redeem their miles. Uh, and so that is something that I would encourage, you know, everyone yeah, listening I, today to check out if I they agree. don't already use
1: it. Download the mileage plus X app. Go. I know yep. there's a lot of people in the TPG office who love that app. It's a no-brainer. I'm curious, I know through your partnership with OTG, you can use miles on food in the airport at the iPads or um, in the Mileage Plus shop. Do a lot of people redeem their miles for food at the airport? I I wouldn't say a lot, but enough to make it
2: absolutely worth doing for both us and for, for OTG and for the members that use it. And so continuing to enhance that ability to use miles in airport is another area of focus. Really thinking about... If you think about sort of the payment space broadly, Mm -hmm. you know, miles are a form of currency. And so we want to continue to give our travelers opportunities to use those miles right across their travel journey, as well as expanding sort of opportunities outside in everyday spend
1: categories. Props for taking away the uh, expiration of miles. I think that's a, a win for consumers across the board. Um, And also your Clear partnership. So Clear, for those who don't know, we've actually interviewed Karen, the CEO, on Talking Points. I'm a huge fan. I just re-upped my membership. So you're going to be giving away Clear for free for 1K and global services and then $119 for everyone else. $109
2: for platinum and gold. And silver, got and it. then And 119 for all other mileage plus members. So yeah, really excited. I think you know one of the um, one of the things that's important for us, and you know, I mentioned it before, is sort of this continually looking at ways to invest in the program and to invest in our members to give them more value when they fly United as a mileage plus member. So the clear partnership was a, a you know a really good step in that direction. As you mentioned, sort of the removal of miles expiry is. Tremendous. Obviously, less important for someone who's a really frequent flyer, um, but for families, for people who are flying less frequently, you know, we know that that is tremendously valuable. I, I don't know if anyone on this call has ever had miles expire. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's we have enough customers yeah. to call us under the old program policy that it was very clearly a pain point, and so taking that away, that's an investment on our part. You know, that's something that we believe is the right thing to do for our customers. We have a number of other initiatives. I recently announced the promotion for Gen Zs that we're running through to the end of the year, which is a 10% discount for travellers aged 18 to 22, that we will also fund the carbon offset for any travel that is booked by those travellers. They need to book their travel for themselves on the mobile app and be a member of the program. And it's a 10% off any fair? 10% off any domestic fair and off select international fairs. So really cool promotion for Mm -hmm. young travelers. We know that Gen Z is sort of, you know, this huge behemoth of a market segment that's coming into the market. They're starting out their journey for independent travel. They haven't often yet sort of declared allegiance to any Uh one carrier. And so we're looking to build those relationships. That's interesting. I remember when I
1: graduated college in 05, so I'm barely a millennial, but uh, I remember United was very aggressive and there was a 10,000 mile college graduation bonus. And I remember, so it's interesting to see you keep doing that. Speaking of families, we had a very United loyal Randy Zuckerberg on this podcast. And she said that she pushed you guys to offer and, you know, a pause on status for maternity and other life events. Do you guys officially offer that today or is that in the works? Uh, we actually have what I think is the industry leading policy in this space. We just
2: don't publish it and we don't talk about it widely. I know some other carriers have sort of more yeah. recently talked about it more openly. And I actually did listen to that, that podcast. And, uh, you yeah, know, I think it's important. So for anyone listening today, we have a maternity, paternity, adoption and pregnancy policy, as well as an accident and illness policy that essentially allows for any customer in any of those situations to extend their current status. And the way we've set that up, unlike other programs which require a challenge Mm -hmm. to maintain status, there's some documentation required. Customers just need to call up and speak to our agents, and we will essentially grant a maintenance of their existing status level for the remainder of the current year and into the following year and so when you weigh that up against other mm-hmm. life event policies that are out there this is i think the most generous of its yeah. type because we essentially are saying listen you've, you've already proven your loyalty mm-hmm. to us we don't need you to jump through further hoops all you need to do is just share some information yeah. to, just to validate your life situation and with that we will absolutely protect your current status for the current year and through the next year So interesting.
1: Well. You don't reset, you pause it and just continue it to the next year or do you reset? I, I can imagine how this would get in, You know, confusing. Yeah, no,
2: we just, we, we essentially, the status you have yeah. as of that year is the status you maintain through the end of that year and then and the next, for the following oh, year. So that's very generous. And, and that's why I'd actually say yeah. it is actually the best policy well, out there but why wouldn't
1: just, you why wouldn't you advertise that that's awesome.
2: So that's something you know yeah. I think one of the exciting things at United and you might have seen this is we're on the front foot a lot more these yeah. days in terms of really Getting out there and talking about all the great things that we do for our customers—some yeah. of the things we're maybe we're in the past we haven't had as much credit for. Yeah. Look, as a dad of four young kids, I'm one of um, four. Four is a good number. Four is a great. I'm one of <laughs> I, four also. I'm so. the third,
1: so the, you always have to watch okay. out for the third. Okay.
2: I'm, <laughs> I, I can. Yeah, that's a fair point. I, I had the third stay with me last weekend, so out from Australia. But I am the first of four. Um, I also have four kids, and so you know, I can, I can absolutely appreciate. The value and the importance of that life events policy that we have. We actually made some changes to that policy last year just to make it even easier for our customers to sort of meet the requirements and for our
1: agents to then issue that maintenance of their status. So, yeah, it's very cool. Um, now, what is one area of the Mileage Plus program beyond the Mileage Plus X app, which everyone listening is going to download? Yep. Is there a certain redemption or perk that you would want people to pay attention to that you think maybe doesn't get enough attention?
2: Yeah, great question, Brian. Uh, we have a very cool perk called the Excursionist perk. And this is, I think, something that at TPG you know all about. I know a number of your writers and, and editors uh, are big fans of this perk in particular. But what it essentially does is it allows our customers to create a multi-leg award itinerary that gives them essentially a free segment in the middle of their travel as long as it's in a different region to their originating and destination region. So that gives the opportunity for customers to put together some really exciting travel plans, see more places around the world and do so with really attractive award pricing because essentially they're getting a free segment right in the middle of their travel or in some cases free multiple segments. So you know, I would encourage your listeners to actually take a
1: look at your website because I think- I was going to say we could go into the details. Even for me as an expert, I'm sometimes like, wait, what's the exact requirements? But if you just Google the points guy, excursionist perk, we have a really detailed. That is cool. I love when loyalty programs add- the gamification to where you, you work to something, you get these Absolutely. amazing rewards. So it's fun. It's, it's fun. fun. You know, and once you, it's like once you crack the code, you're like, aha. Like, yeah, so Definitely. So yeah, I, I think that's probably of all of the
2: benefits, the perks that we have. Most of those we try to sing to the heavens and make sure yeah. everyone knows about. Yeah. Um, but excursionist perk is one where our customers have the opportunity to get outsized value when they fly. And I would encourage all of your listeners to get out there and
1: learn more about it. Go take an excursion. All right. Speaking of excursions, United flies tons of places. I'm going to have to ask you, and you're not allowed to answer Australia. What route, what United destination do you love going to for a family vacation?
2: Australia's the easy one, but <laughs> it's actually not where I would put, because I've lived in the U.S. now 13 years, and... We go back to Australia every year. Family are there, so that's always a necessary trip. And But I am most excited about two of our newer destinations, when we started flying a little under a year ago and when we start flying at the end of this year. So I'm going to do a trip just with my wife and not with my four kids um, to Tahiti. Tahiti, And, I'm, and nice. I'm
1: really excited about Tahiti. I flew United last year. I wasn't on the inaugural, but I flew United back, and that's such a... Easy flight, perfect oh, timing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. I started
2: traveling at under one, sort of, you know, one of my first trips was on a 747 from Australia all the way through to San Francisco. And from a young age, my parents instilled in me just a great love of travel. And I've been fortunate to go to many countries, continents, seen a lot of the world. Um, but one place I am yet to go is Africa oh. or South Africa. Yeah. And so I'm incredibly excited for our Cape Town flight, which we start flying in mid-December this year. And so next year, and if my kids listen to this, you know, take note that this is <laughs> in the plans, but not confirmed. You must get straight A's. <laughs> Stay
1: I am uh, absolutely excited. Explore I, Cape Town. and I to- can tell you, I'll give you some tips. I go every year for Peace Jam. I'm actually going in October, so you're nonstop. Unfortunately, is isn't around then, but... South Africa is probably when people say, what's the one place I should go? And South Africa is absolutely fantastic. I've done safaris all over Africa, and my favorite is always Kruger, Sabi Sands. South African safari is its just fabulous. And Cape Town and the wine country is, you know, 35-minute drive outside the city. And just, I mean, it's amazing to go with your kids. I mean, the wildlife, to be able to go to Boulder Beach and just see all the little penguins and... It's just an absolutely beautiful country. So yeah. no, I'm really I'm excited, excited about you. it. So I will be uh, hitting you up for some tips because it sounds like you've done had a great experience there. Final question. It's extremely difficult. So window or aisle seat? Well, it depends. Long haul flight through
2: the night, window every time. Yeah. Flying during the day, aisle, because I want to be able to get up and down, speak yeah. to the flight attendants, get out and sort of see what's going on on the flight. Um, but when it's a long haul flight and I want to get some sleep, then I like to generally not have people climbing over me. But I will say when you're flying in Polaris I was waiting
1: for this. <laughs> and you've got all aisle access, then, uh,
2: then it really doesn't matter. So I would encourage everyone, if you prefer the
1: aisle, then yeah. go Polaris because you'll get aisle all the way. Luke Bondar, thanks so much for joining us today. And congrats on Plus Points, which is a clear win for frequent flyers.
2: Thanks, Brian. Great to be here and great to get a chance to talk about all the exciting stuff we're doing at Mileage
1: Plus. That's it for this episode of Talking Points. I'm your host, Brian Kelly. And a huge thank you to Luke Bondar of United Airlines. Safe travels, everyone.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?